Hi, my name is Dylan. I'm with Jeff and Carson, and this is Save It for the Blind podcast with Colton Mikovitz. How are you, Colton? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. well. Doing good. Thanks good. for coming. Um, yeah, no problem. <laughs> what uh, What did you do over the weekend, Colton? Um, had a little fun adventure in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, beating up on the Steelers. There you oh, go. Yeah. How was that? It was good. It was good. First uh, real start at, at right tackle for me. So it was it was a fun little game in TJ Watt. Yeah. So for those that don't know the listeners, Colden is the starting right tackle for the 49ers. Um, and yeah, this, this weekend had to line up against TJ Watt. What do you got this weekend? You got uh, Aaron Donald? Yeah, Don, Donald will be there. Yeah, that's, um, that's going to be a big one too. It doesn't get any easier. <laughs> So back to back, tough <laughs> tough assignments, eh? Yeah, well, every week's uh, no slouch. We got you know Donald Donald this week, and, and the Rams. We're pretty familiar with them, and then obviously New York and what they got. So every week, there's uh, no slouch of, of who you're going against for sure. Colton, have you always been um, a right tackle? Uh, I was in college, and then I played a year left senior year, and then when I got in the league, I they actually transitioned me to guard. So I uh, started a few games at right guard uh, rookie year and then um, played uh, tackle, left tackle, swing, kind of started a few games at left tackle, and then this year is predominantly all right. Do you feel like you're most powerful in this position? Yeah, I hope so. You're like, my yeah, goodness, uh, I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, first couple of years you swing back and forth. So one day you're playing left, one day you're playing right. And uh, everything gets switched around. But now it's been a whole offseason uh, just on the right. So well, it's good. How many league, How many years in the league has this been for you now? Uh, so this is starting, this is now year four for me. Okay, so you've had the experience. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah, they've all been with the Niners too. So it's pretty cool. So, Colton, growing, you know, you grew up in Belmont, Ohio, with I just recently found out a population of 410. Um, and then you went to West Virginia University, and then now you're with the 49ers in San Francisco. How has that transition from such a small town to such a large city been so different? Like, what are the big and little differences that you've noticed? Do you like it, or is it hard to adjust? What have, what have you noticed? Um, it was hard to adjust at first. I think now that, you know, I've been here for four years, it's been a lot easier to, to find people who do the same things. You know, I like to like, you know, Cal waterfowl and, and, you know, Merlot up North and, and those kind of guys. And now that I've been here a little bit, I've gotten to, to do a lot of the outdoors things and, and meet those connections. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, traffic for one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's the, the biggest thing is, is definitely the, the traffic and then the amount of people, you know, like you said, Beaumont's only got, you know, 410 people. Uh, so I guess small town living into, into here, but, um, it's a little different, but it's, it's taken me a while. And now I definitely feel a lot more comfortable and I've got access to, to different places, you know, up North. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, just, just San Francisco in general is such a jump. I grew up in Oklahoma city, Oklahoma, and mm -hmm. you know, just the transition from those two is so different and yeah, definitely the traffic is not the most appealing part. But, um, I, you know, from where you live in, you know, the San Jose area to where you have to go, you know, wherever you're going to practice or anything, I mean, what does that traffic commute look like? Um, so I, tr I know a lot of guys, they'll, they'll try and get out of this area a little bit, you know, 10, at least 15 minutes without traffic away, and that turns into a half hour for them <laughs> in the morning. But um, for me, it's I try and live as close as possible. Uh, you know, the past four years, I think I've lived five minutes away from the stadium. So, you know, I hate the traffic just as much as anyone. So I try and uh, stay pretty close to the to the stadium. But there is no uh, shortage of red lights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my the gosh. They really know how to slow you down, huh? Yeah, and there's no, there's no blinking yellow lights on left. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I just want you to no get idea. right to it. Just go ahead and stop. Yeah. Um, you know, I think speaking with, you know, stopping and things taking a long time, I mean, you are a professional football player and, you know, you probably don't have a lot of time to yourself. How do you, you know, connect the two with professional football 
and hunting and not having a lot of time to be able to do those, how do you find time to be able to have time for your passions while still practicing with the 49ers and getting what you need to get done over here? How do you do that? Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it definitely, you know, fall, you know, football's always, you know, in the everyone's outdoorsman time, you know, it takes, takes the fall, takes the winter. Um, well, you get a few off days here and there. I know, you know, Tuesdays are usually our off day. So, um, I've, I've spent some, you know, early mornings, two, 3 a.m. driving up, you know, Sassoon and, and, uh, in those areas in Calusa and get a hunt in and then come back and, you know, do treatment or cold tubs you know, that <laughs> after the hunt. So, um, you know, we won, we won the NFC West last year in Seattle on Thursday night, you know, and drove, uh, I think we got back had 30 minutes of the apartment, got everything ready and, and drove up North to, for a hunt and then hunted that whole weekend and <laughs> had meetings in the, uh, in the lodge. So you know, when I can get a chance, I, uh, I take full advantage of it. Does it just kind of come down to like planning ahead and making sure that you have the time? And I mean, how far do you have to plan something like this or can it just be spur of the moment? Uh, a little bit of both like that, that one trip, you know, up to Calusa and Sassoon on that Thursday, after that Thursday night, that was planned way ahead. <laughs> I knew I was getting, like I'm booked and busy. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I was getting, getting some money in there. And, but sometimes it's just, you know, they give you a bonus, like a victory Monday or, or something like that. You're like, all right, I got a, I got a little bit of time. I'm going to drive up North or grab, a, you know, one of our, one of my teammates, uh, Charlie Warner, I'll grab him and be like, Hey, you want to go? And he's like, I'm in. So, it, uh, it can happen spur of the moment, too. <laughs> um, you know, I growing up in the Midwest, you know, myself, and I know that you had as well, and then you grew up, uh, you went to college in West Virginia, and then you came out here. I know that, you know, growing up in that area, it's kind of easier to say that you're going hunting, and, you know, it's very much more common there. Now you're in San Francisco, and I think just that transition is probably different is um, kind of the hunting field different? How has that been as far as like kind of being in the public eye and hunting and football? Like how has those all three kind of combined together? Um, I mean, you get some odd looks wearing, wearing camo down here for sure. Uh, <laughs> whether it's a gas station or a grocery store, you get some, get some uh, side eyes, that's for sure. Uh, you know, got feathers coming out of the tailgate and parking garage. <laughs> So like that. So you always wonder who's who's gonna call you know uh, call the cops on you or something like that. But you know I haven't had any um, crazy stories with that. But uh, even on the football team, a lot of guys want to get into it. You know they want to they ask you know oh you know saw you went hunting or this or went fishing and, and that kind of thing. And guys will um, you know ask to go and it's like well I need to know if you have your license and when you got free time, you know, everyone, everyone sees how cool it is, but it's hard to, hard to get guys to join in, you know? Yeah. You get a list together. We'll get it going. Do yeah, hunter ed we'll class. Get, we, we will get it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know they're always, uh, chomping at the bit. They see, see all the action, but, uh, you know, it's, you finally get them like, Hey, I got it ready to go. And they're like, ah, <laughs> It's, you know, kind of a big, a big step to take, you know, I feel like hunting, you know, it's not as easy as just going to play some pickup basketball, you know, there's so many different steps that you have to do. And I imagine, you know, you've been around these guys over here, Jeff and Carson and have gone on hunts with them and stuff. So like, have you felt like there's been an incline of, you know, your teammates or people around you taken interest in hunting since you have, or, I mean, like how far, how, how long have you been hunting? I mean, I've been hunting since uh, I think eight when I got my license. Um, but here, I would say a lot more like guys want to get into the fishing aspect. I think it's a lot easier for guys to to get into. Uh, they ask where to go and and that kind of thing. But hunting, you know, we're still trying to. I got I got one teammate, you know, Warner, who uh, who always comes with, and we uh, we had another one. He went uh, to Tennessee last year um that we did a lot of hunting with and he was very into the outdoors um but yeah it's uh it's tough to get guys to to really jump into the, the hunting hunting field <laughs> well and you know growing up you know in in belmont it probably was very common to go hunting i would imagine oh yeah yeah lots of <laughs> lots of people did it i mean you know my dad he's a taxidermist and all everyone around would would take stuff to him and 
Um, you know, finding permission was always, uh, you know, tough, a lot of leases and, and stuff like that. Um, so definitely, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say a different world, but once like one, out here, it's a lot different than back home just because, um, you know, there isn't as much duck hunting, you know, back, back East in Ohio, at least my part of Ohio, you know, there's not a lot of ag and, um, it's not the lake. So, uh, definitely a different aspect of hunting. It's more whitetail and turkey and, and that kind of thing than, than out here. Um, when you, you know, moved out this way to San Francisco, how did you started to get involved with California waterfowl? How did you kind of find your connection with hunting, you know, that you had in Ohio and maybe West Virginia? How did you find that over here? Um, so I had a connection, um, from West Virginia who knew a guy out here, um, that I first went duck hunting with rookie year. And then a lot of it's just been through social media and, um, you know, that's how I met Carson and, um, all of the Cal waterfowl staff has been through, you know, social media. It's taken a couple of years to, to get going, but, um, yeah, I've made some great connections now through the years. And once I got more comfortable, um, you know, with the area and the people, it's been a lot easier to, to find those connections. Yeah, no blame you. I mean, you guys come from, you know, not just from right here. So I imagine that same thing. You probably find that connection with California waterfowl. Oh, I mean, yeah. California hunting is all about who you know a lot of the times. <laughs> not about what you know. It's about who you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we do have, I mean, a ton of public land to hunt. Correct. Um, and we're fortunate with the public refuge system. But what was your biggest conception coming out to California and then thinking like complete opposite? Because we've had some people that work for us and like everyone thinks California is like Bay Area and Los Angeles. Everywhere else in between, it's pretty rural for the most part. I mean, like I live in Northern California, North Sacramento, and it's all farmland, small towns, et cetera. You know, what was your biz- biggest like misconception? Like, oh my gosh, I gotta go to California. No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sportsman, but it's really a sportsman's paradise. I mean, there's everything here. It is. I mean, at one point, you know, growing up, I wanted this place to fall into the ocean. You know, take <laughs> the whole state. But, um, now, now that being here, man, it's crazy. I mean, even people back home, they still talk like you know that they they still think you know California's crazies and. And there are, I mean, in, yeah. you know, cities, yeah. but I mean, once you get, you know, an hour and a half, two hours north of here, I mean, it's, uh, you know, my girlfriend's from Iowa and it's the same thing. It's flat ag, it's all rice. Yeah. I mean, even some corn it's, I mean, I love seeing that stuff. I'd, you know, roll down the windows, take videos and send, you know, pictures of the harvesters and tractors. And it feels like home once you get north and, you know, the people think alike and um, just a lot, a lot more, uh, you know, cohesiveness and, uh, you know, a lot, lot, uh, you know, people are a lot more like, uh, once you get North and, and out of the cities. Yeah. It's probably, I mean, a similar, you know, I come from, I'm from Oklahoma, so there's a lot of similarities with Northern California. And I was really surprised when I moved here. Um, I was like, Oh, it's kind of, it's kind of like home in a way a little bit, you know, I didn't grow up in kind of the hunting background or anything like that, but a lot of the land of the flat it kind of you know mm-hmm. makes you feel homey a little bit so it kind of makes you feel yeah. good um so there is a very important question we want to know and that no, is <laughs> and that is what Wait, do you are we on trivia time again <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we did we did trivia earlier i stumped him a little bit um but i'm gonna let you guys ask it it was brad's request on which Oh, oh! I think <laughs> somebody in her office who's a huge NFL fan. He actually roots yeah. for the Vikings. The Vikings, unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> big cousins guy, big cousins guy. Okay, uh, he said, "Is it you know better for you to go pancake somebody on the line, or is it better for you to go you know shoot a limit of greenheads? Like, what do you get more excited about?" <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> To, to, to keep my job. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I mean, the last year, I think it was the first time I had limited out on anything, and it was teal. You know, I think we were done at, you know, 8.30 down in, in Sassoon. 
And it was just the craziest, you know, you watch the sun come up and you're done and it's 30 minutes of shooting and, yeah. and you're walking, you're, you know, you're driving back in. And I mean, it's just, just, I don't know if it's as fun as, you know, when I <laughs> that's beating, that, beating them 30 to seven is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I think they, they have their own, uh, you know, great feeling either way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll do the uh, conservative route. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You know, we want to keep you in the NFL forever, you know, as long as yeah. you would like. But the birds will always be there, too. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, fingers crossed, right? Yeah. You know, I don't want to, I'm going to knock on wood for that one. Um, you know, I think with, you know, football being such an important part of your life and you grew up hunting and you come from an area that was very involved in hunting, what is something that, is been most important to you that you've learned from hunting that maybe has transitioned into football or that stayed a connection to you? Um, I think in both, it's just been kind of that camaraderie through, um, you know, friendships and relationships. And I think that's the biggest thing why I love, you know, I got into duck hunting and why I love it so much. Um, it's just because it has that locker room feel, you know, everyone, you wake up, it's, everyone gets dressed, you know, you have your morning routine, there's breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, same as in a locker room, you can, you know, you're always those morning conversations and then you go out, you hunt, you come back, same thing with practice, you go out, practice, come back and it just has that kind of camaraderie feeling of, you know, building relationships with guys and then, and having fun with it. So um, I think just the connection between, you know, on and off the field, whether it's hunting or, or football, I think they just go hand in hand together. Yeah. I think everything comes from the same thread. I mean, you and I had never met each other before and we showed up in a dark parking lot at 5am <laughs> and, you know, we're able to spend seven hours in a pop-up blind together with, with no, no awkward silence in between, just cause you know, you have that similarity with the people that you're with, whether it is football or hunting, they all share that same interest. Yeah, it's pretty easy to make a uh, small talk when you, you both think alike and you yep. have the same passions for the outdoors. Oh. And, um, you know, I'm, even though I'm from Ohio, you know, people in California or Northern California, we all we all think alike. I think one of the most, like, crazy things that I've learned since I started working here and everything was that even there's hunters in Southern California. And oh, you, yeah. Right oh, around down Huntington Beach or just yeah. around that area. And I'm like... Oh, so hunting really is everywhere and it's not just limited to one area because that's what you know. And I think that's Mm -hmm. been such an interesting aspect. I mean, I imagine that both of you guys have experienced some of those things in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the majority of the hunting licenses are sold down in in LA and whatnot. So, I mean, there's a huge hunting population in Southern California and we don't, you know, as a hunter, you're, you don't ever go down there to necessarily hunt. So you might not be thinking of that, right? But there's a huge hunter population down there. Um, yeah, and we hope that they support California waterfowl. We've done a ton <laughs> of stuff down there at the refuges and whatnot, and we are continuing to provide you know hunting opportunities further south. So, yeah. Um, I asked I asked um, Carson and Jeff earlier this question, and that is, you know, I know that you have a spouse, a partner, and how has that transition between you know, working and playing in the NFL and hunting, those are both very hard industries to have a partner in because the time that you take for those hobbies and those jobs are very long and strenuous. And there's not a lot of time that you get with that partner. How has, I mean, you have to have a great, great person by your side in order to be there for you for all those things. So how has that helped you? Oh yeah. I mean, Abby, she's, she's the best. She lets me, uh, you know, go hunting every once in a while. Um, you know, when I can, she knows, you know, I need, um, you know, that time out in the outdoors when, uh, you know, work's been long or, um, she knows how much it means to me and how much, you know, happier of a person I am at home when I do get to, uh, (laughs) to go do that, that, uh, you know, kind of thing, but also, you know, uh, you know, treating her right and making sure that she knows, uh, she's loving that I, you know, make time for her. And then, uh, you know, we're starting to get some camo for her. She's getting, into- <laughs> yeah, <there you laughs> go. Yeah. um, yeah, as, as long as we get to spend, you know, quality time together, I think that's the biggest thing that, that helps. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what Carson, you were saying. You were, you told me that your wife, your your spouse doesn't hunt and things yeah. like that. And I think my this, wife does not hunt. Either. Yeah, but, it's pretty but common. Super supportive of it. Yeah. Correct. Hunt, and that's eats wild game. That's the that. thing for. I mean, me and Jeff is like we're in it so long, and both our spouses don't hunt. So it's like. My my biggest thing is I want her to know what I'm doing, and she's gone with me m- multiple times to see what it entails. To get an idea. And yeah. I want her to be supportive of it, which she is, and, and that's all I can ask for. I'm not going to force her into hunting. If that's not her thing, that's not her thing, but that's my thing, so I want the support, and you know, I want her to know exactly what's going on when I'm out there. Absolutely. Could you yeah. imagine telling your wife, oh, and by the way, I'm going to also go be a professional football player, <laughs> and I'm going to travel and hunt a lot. Should they be like, great. And we're uh, gonna make the playoffs, so it's gonna go a little <laughs> bit longer than normal. It goes forever. <laughs> we, definitely, uh, we definitely plan a, a yearly vacation that's uh, just meant for her. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. As long as she gets some very good quality time on vacation, I think that's the uh, the big thing that helps. There you go. Yeah. Have yeah. you figured out your bye week? Is that during hunting season? I didn't check your schedule. Uh, I think it's right before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You gonna fall short? Yeah, I wish. Uh, although it might, you know, I know if our, I've already got uh, quality time with her playing in Napa. So I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm you, you can you can up. come visit me. We'll, we'll hook you up. I'm I'm in Napa as well. So if you want some winery winery stuff, we'll we'll talk. All right, that works for me. She's yeah. hey, if it's wine, she's in. So. All right, yeah, perfect. Love Carson, it. Carson's got you dialed there. Yeah, my my wife works at a winery there, so we'll we'll get you hooked up. Aren't you oh, in yeah. Napa? Good. Mm-hmm. Hey. Nap it up or take a nap. And, and the crazy part is, even with the wine, like, you know, she's super into the wineries and Napa. And I was like, all right, if we're going to do this club thing, you know, get being a part of it, I was like, we're going to get one with ducks on it. There you go. Compromise. You need, you need some whiskey. We've, we've got our new our whiskey right here. If you drink whiskey. Oh, I'm, I've just started getting into it, actually. Yeah. There you go. There you Pacific go. Flyway. It goes with the Veteran Hunt Program if you buy it. Is it really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, all right. I'm going to go get me some then. <laughs> um, Colton, outside of hunting and football, do you have other pastimes or hobbies that you have taken interest in? <sighs> um. I mean, I know that takes up most of your time. Don't get me wrong. So you may be twiddling your thumbs for like two seconds and then you're back at the next thing. But is there anything that does take up your time? Um, I saw, I'm st- I haven't jumped in yet, but the reloading thing, I'm, tr- I'm trying, I've always <laughs> liked to use my hands and, you know, I used to build radios and, you know, I built two computers, so I'm kind of on the nerdy side of it <laughs> uh, nice. with the hobbies. But, um, you know, I like to call it a civilized uh, redneck. <laughs> uh, now now it's starting to get into the to re- the reloading aspect and, and kind of explore into that realm so um i haven't started it yet but you know i've got a lot of time in the off season we work out you know till noon so you have all day to do whatever so uh i'm definitely going to be you know trying to figure out stuff to do then so i i know you've been in california for a while now is there something on your your kind of hunting bucket list quote-unquote that you haven't been able to harvest in california that you're still looking to try to get after that's a good question yeah man dude that's the one thing with california i know you did the the boar hunting and stuff and i've had guys ask me to go do that you Um, you want to get a couple niners guys to do a pig hunt we'll get that going that'd be i know uh, (laughs) i know charlie be in on it i'm sure i could grab um, you know, two of our other alignment who'd be really down to do that. But Braden Willis, but, OU alumni, like to come as well? Oh, yeah. Je- <laughs> Jeff's a big Sooners fan. Oh, God. No, oh, no. come on. Oh, yeah, you're, you're Western. I'm sorry, I'm man. Here, man. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> you're cool, though. Last, you're cool. I never, uh, I never beat him, so I can't talk a whole lot. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think a boar hunt would be pretty sweet. Have you done any deer hunting here? No, I've, I mean, it falls right in camp, you know, August and, yeah. you know, I, I bring my bows up and we got that one. Um, we got that turkey with Carson, um, with a bow, but the big game, I just, I haven't been able to do it here. Yeah. It's hard in our state with the yeah. season and drawing a tag and all <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Season's almost so. over. It's only September. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing with the West that's different from back home is, you know, Ohio, I can go on and buy 
you know, three deer tags and I'm good to go. I don't have to draw and, you know, points and all that thing. So that's a foreign, foreign topic for me. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. It can be at least. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, with, with hunting and being a professional football player, those, like I said, are both very difficult and probably time consuming jobs. Is there something that is most important, like personality wise that you think you need to have in order to be somewhat successful in both? I mean, it's definitely not an average position for anybody to be in and hunting is very difficult. So do you feel like there is something that personality or strength wise that you feel has been very beneficial for you to have? Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Patience is a big one for me. I've I've had, I've had to wait, you know, my, my turn and, you know, I've been cut before with the Niners and had to kind of wait being, um, you know, waved and all through that and just perseverance, I guess, um, you know, in hunting, we sat, you know, have her long till 11 o'clock. A long time. (laughs) (laughs) We dozed off a few times, but I mean, even the, the other ones I hunted with, with Charlie, you know, we sat three days and, you know, on hours in a blind waiting for, for two of them. And the same thing with, with football with, you know, waiting your turn to, to be the guy. And then I think that's just the biggest thing, perseverance and, you know, the not quitting is, is, uh, is the only way to find success. Yeah. Has, do you have any um, mentors or people that you look up to, whether it be in football or life or hunting? Is there anybody that inspires you to continue to pursue the things that you've been able to do? Oh, yeah. I mean, my dad, first and foremost, he's the one who got me into hunting. And, you know, he's, you know, ever doesn't or she's my best friend. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's mine as well. Um you know, just the the relationship we have in, in hunting and, um, you know, we, we talk every day and, um, you know, he, he put that passion for, for the outdoors and then also the um, mindset to, you know, to work your work, work your hardest every day and, um, you know, try and accomplish goals that you set for yourself. And um, he's been that, that foundation for me and, in, in, you know, on and off the field uh, in my career. Um, do you feel like that has transitioned, you know, obviously you grew up hunting and your dad, you know, has helped pursue that passion. Do you feel like that helped you with football? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, and he's, he was never really, you know, big into football either. So I think it was just kind of like a life, a life lesson, you know, watching him, you know, work, you know, he drove propane for 18 years and then he was in the coal mines for eight. Um, I saw how hard he worked through swing shifts and, you know, day shift, night shift, afternoon, you know, um, being laid off and all that and just seeing how hard he works and, you know, as old as he is and, you know, how just his work ethic through everything, he never quits. And I think that's just, you know, propelled me onto the football field and, and his drive for it has really helped. Do you feel like he's your biggest fan? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I think, I think, uh, you know, Abby and mom, they're, uh, and my, my sister too are my biggest fans, but he, uh, he won't tell me it, but you know, I know that, you know, he supports me and everything and, you know, he loves me so much. Gosh. That's yeah. Good stuff. How, how did you find CWA when you came over here? Like, it's kind of interesting to me of like how anybody, whether it's you or anybody in our, uh, membership finds us. So how, how did you go about finding us? Dude, it was all the crazy thing is it's all through social media. And you know, you think word of mouth is, but there's not really anyone down here who would at least that I know when I first got here would know it. And it's all been through, you know, you see something on Instagram, you see it looks cool, it's the outdoors, and then you follow it, and then you see what your messaging is, and then you know, you start liking stuff, commenting, and then you get connected, and that's the biggest thing that's um you know, got me to, to meet you guys and then to where we are today. I think that's the biggest thing is, is through social media, which is crazy because everyone, you know, talks about how bad it is and distracting it is, but then it also connects, you know, people like us. Yeah, right. I heard rumblings. Are we going to be able to do cleats for a cause for the veteran program? Dude, I, they, uh, <laughs> I just talked to our community people. I want to, 
I want to see, um, I know this veterans program, I think that'd be a good cause for it. Oh, it'd be amazing. It'd be awesome, uh, man. Yeah. Put some, uh, I don't know, bottom land or whatever, uh, camo you guys blades or whatever they look good on a on a pair of cleats with we'll, we'll do some product. some real tree whatever pattern you want we got some <laughs> logos maybe some american flags on there might be the uh first pair of uh duck camo out on the football field but it'd be pretty cool we That'll might we sick. might make national news with that first camo cleats because so they cool. uh the, the cool thing is is you know you the, my cause my cleat you know you have your cause and then you wear it for the game, and then after the game, they raffle it off, and then that money goes towards um, the cause. So oh, that'd be awesome. It's a, it's that'd a be cool thing. That'd be huge, man. Um, how? So when you guys you took him on a turkey hunt, correct? I did. Yep. How I was did. that? It was it was an experience. <laughs> it, it was it was like any turkey experience that I've I've gone through, and and Colton can chime in on this, but we showed up probably around. 4.30 or was 5, it was early. That was that picture, yep. Um, we we walked out to a preset blind we had, and we are being a little... No, we were being quiet. We could have been more <laughs> quiet until... We, <laughs> there was talking, yeah. We, we got into the blind, and we realized that the birds were roosted in the tree right above us. Um, there was, I don't know, probably 10, 15 birds within... 300 yards of us and it took all until about 11:30 for one to come into shooting range and colton was shooting a bow which makes it a little bit more difficult to to get him into range but we uh we we stuck it out and and eventually had a bird come in and he made a great shot on a great tom and we sealed the deal but we we earned that one for sure i mean it took from 6 a.m. until about 11.30. And I don't think I've ever sat in a ground blind that long <laughs> for, for a turkey. <laughs> it was a long time, man. I mean, and I've, I've had, I mean, we've sat through, you know, long hours in blinds in, in Ohio. And, I mean, I mean, we heard birds everywhere. And that's the, one, the craziest part about California is there are turkeys everywhere. And the whole time you're like, listen, man, just, you know, sit it out, <laughs> wait it out. You know, a lot of you're saying that you know a lot of people when they go alone they'll get out scare them yep. and we had that happen we had that happen at another you know hunt i went on in california and uh later in the season we got out and spooked birds you know they're 200 yards but they, and the grass is so deceiving because it's tall enough to where you can't see them but they can see you and you're like dude just wait it out and i think we might have fell asleep a couple times but um, yeah, the big, you know, the biggest so thing, was, especially on the property that we were at, is exactly what you said. Is just wait it out because as soon as you step out, you got a three hundred yard view that those birds can see, and if they're four hundred yards away, they see you. And we we knew they were around because we had heard so many of them in the morning. I mean, there was five, ten different birds that we could have shot, but none of them came into range until eleven thirty. But I knew at some point they would come by. I just didn't know when. Yeah, the, the two that came in, I mean, they were 80 to 100 yards behind us, and we could see them walking through the woods, and they just wouldn't come in. And then, you know, they, they actually came out, went the other way, yeah, and then they went back in the woods, and then, you know, 10 minutes later, like, hey, get ready. And then, you know, they're sitting on the decoys. Yeah, ended so up perfect. It was, uh, it was an experience for sure. Made a great shot on a great bird and sealed the deal, but that was earned. That one was definitely earned. And it was a big bird too. Yeah. I know you said they don't they uh you know beards don't get as long, but I mean that was that was a solid turkey. That was yeah, <laughs> that was that was one that needed to go. So yeah, did you go home and eat some turkey? Oh yeah, we uh Thanksgiving we, it up. I breasted him out in the parking lot at the team hotel. <laughs> 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 That's where we were staying in the parking garage. We were staying there for uh for OTAs. Um and the next day I I put them in saran wrap, stuck them in the little mini fridge in the hotel. And then the nice. next day, took them into the um, team cafe and they sliced them up, fried them up for us. And, oh, that's and a lot awesome. Of guys and staff got to eat, tur- you know, wild turkey. So it was pretty, pretty cool. Dang. That's so cool. I haven't gotten to see that process yet. Why don't we like, have a cafe here where we could bring in our wild <laughs> game and I mean, have some, some good lunch? It's fine by me. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yes. We did have a question. We have a, a former offensive lineman from Fresno State here. He was wondering, what's your calorie intake a day? 
He said it was a, it's a job, it's a job to eat, you know, basically to keep your weight on. Yeah, that's so, I mean, eating for big guys is fun, but I mean, to keep it all in your, it's somewhere probably 4,500 to 5,000, you know, 5,500 calories a day, somewhere in there. Just constantly, constantly trying to eat, whether it's shakes or in between a meal and it's a, it's a a process. (laughs) Nah, it sounds like it, man. Oh, is not- there is there any duck in California that you haven't shot yet that you're looking to shoot? <laughs> I know you've been hunting the Sassoon for a while, but definitely got the Spoonie and Sassoon off yeah, the list. Hundred uh, percent teal for sure. Dude, and that's the the place I went. Um, it was funny because they're like, We're, we don't shoot widgeon, we don't shoot spoonies. They only shoot teal, and I was like, he's like, what good is a, a spoonie or a widgeon going to do for me? I was like, you guys are crazy, man. I was like, in Ohio, we take anything. We'll sit there four hours and shoot one duck yeah. if, if, we're, if we're lucky. So, uh, yeah, they could be picky. But I got my first uh, pintail. I uh, got my first spec. Um, it was, uh, I think I've I've got a lot of them uh, last year. It was, it was pretty awesome. That's, I, cool. that's the one thing that people talk so much you know, smack on this day, but man, like you said earlier, it's a sportsman's paradise when it comes to waterfowl. You get seven ducks a day, ten white geese, ten darks. I mean, you couldn't ask for for anything more, man. It's awesome. No, it's hard to hard to complain about that aspect of the state. You know, pretty lucky. Yeah, we're still working on that pintail limit, but <laughs> hey, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there one step at a time. You keep supporting CWA, it'll happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We'll get her there. <laughs> those, those cleats will put us on the mark. For the <laughs> Give us more light of what we're doing in our other programs. Oh, man. Um, so, Colton, you know, I'm, you're a player with the San Francisco 49ers, and I know that that has kind of transpired within the last handful of years, you know, since you've been in college. Has, have you always wanted to be a professional football player, or did there was there – other jobs that you saw yourself, you know, doing if, you know, football wasn't the, the end result? Um, I mean, originally I wanted, I wanted to be, I want to be throwing, throwing heat pitching. I wanted to be a baseball <laughs> player. You know, I played first in, in pitcher and, um, you know, call it for college for me to get it paid for was football. You know, I, you know, being six, six and, I was probably 260, 280 at the time. Um, you know, I was able to get a scholarship to West Virginia, had a couple of Mac offers and, you know, went to West Virginia and, you know, had a great, you know, five-year career there. And um, if it, if that was going to be the end of it, I, uh, I had a wildlife and fisheries major. Um, and I thought I was going to be, you know, doing private pond management um, or working for an agency fisheries department somewhere so that's that's where i thought i was going to be at but uh luckily you know i'm all right at football to to get where i am now right on yeah one of the things that i I know we talked about was your retirement plan so let everybody know what what you're doing what you're doing after the nfl yeah after it is you know a thousand acres of prime duck hunting uh property and i'll just be guiding out of that sign sign me up i'll be your customer yeah (laughs) so you want so you want to go the guide route huh yeah and i think the biggest thing with the guide thing is is um just the the relationships you know like yeah i see that the whole thing i've been saying with with football and duck hunting is the right relationships and the locker room mentality i guess or atmosphere it creates and you know being able to right you know, to show people that aspect of of duck hunting is what i want to do you know after after football stay in california or <laughs> leave i mean missouri's my baby but oh there you go hey, that's, that's, that's where i'd like to end up but um i've even i've even told people you know being here as long and, and hunting it and everything, you know, I've thought about, you know, one day if I get enough, I'll buy a place out here just to have to, to be able to come out here every once in a while. Cause it's, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I imagine you always will have friendships and relationships with these two. So regardless of where you go, you always have a place to come back to. Very true. 
Oh yeah, I'll, I'll find myself coming back. Here. <laughs> coming back here for sure. Oh yeah, you're like wherever you know, wherever the birds take me for sure. Yeah, yeah, Canada's still on my list, but I'll oh, get there eventually. Yeah, got to do that one. That one's a it's a bucket list. It's fun. And why is that? It's I, the only way I can explain it to people. It's like almost being in the Sac Valley, and you're like alone, and the number of birds that are not hunted by other people and it's like probably what hunting was 60 years ago 70 years ago like you find the landowner like hey can i go hunting tomorrow yep sure bird hunters go have fun and it's it's like that and people really don't care like when we were up there like you guys are bird hunters (laughs) yeah you guys drove all the way here from california yeah like look at you like why (laughs) um but it's just vast land and the number of birds there is just immense and it's, they're starting their migration so every day there's kind of new birds around and um like we were there for a week and we saw one group of other hunters one group and all the miles that we drove and everything and it's just it's amazing it's just it's great every every duck hunter should experience it at least one time in my opinion yeah gosh yeah it's pretty, pretty cool. i mean I can only go off of my experience with, um, you know, me and my husband will go fly fishing and you go down to the river and then you look out and you see fishermen, you know, all around. You're like, I just want no one to be here. And so I I feel like it's probably that same feeling. Right. Because I mean, I think as most sportsmen, like you do go to a spot and you're like, wow, the parking lot is packed. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) You know, you do want to go to those places and have them kind of alone. It makes it a positive experience and yet up in canada for the most part it can be that almost every day gosh so i'm so with that colton of all the years hunting do you have like the most memorable hunting memory yeah it would it would have had to have been um this year actually uh turkey hunting um this one this one was in ohio I had, um, there's this one bird on a, on a family friend's property that we've hunted for, I don't know, four or five years. Um, you know, I hunted this turkey in a thunderstorm and waders, um, <laughs> I mean, anything you could possibly, I mean, bow hunted him. So it didn't work out in the thunderstorm? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, came out of the roost and was gone. My dad stayed in the truck and slept. He's like, you're crazy enough to go do it. I'll wait here in the truck for you. Oh, that's funny. But, um. I mean, hunting for years, and then, uh, you know, I got a weekend, um, roosted him three times. It was probably 10 yards, probably too close. We were 10 yards right underneath this tree. Um, couldn't tell where he was, looked up, and he's, you know, 10 yards above us. So he got away that morning, flew down behind us, and walked off. And then, you know, the last morning before I came back to California, um, found out where he was. You know, me and my dad were set up. He was roosting, I don't know, 60 yards from us, flew down in the middle of this, you know, triangle, you know, shaped field, came running in, you know, I don't know, 15 yards, put him down. And, uh, you know, me and my dad had a pretty uh, emotional celebration on that one. You know, he knows how hard that that I've hunted that bird, and we both have spent, you know, countless hours um, hunting him. And, uh, you know, he's actually taxidermying it right now, so he's got it on the oh, line. That's awesome. So it's uh it's gonna be a pretty uh special mount for sure. So, so what what's the, I gotta ask a question. Yeah, go ahead. What's the most unique taxidermy thing at your dad's house? <laughs> <laughs> uh he's got a he's got a squirrel right now. <laughs> And then he actually makes um, raccoon hats. Oh, uh, oh so David like, dude, I gotta get one of those. I saw mine from <laughs> yeah. when I was a little kid. He uh, he did coyotes, raccoons, and then you know, being in Morgantown, he would take the hats down and wear them to the games. Oh, yes. nice. mascot. You know, people would buy them, and you know, he's got one. It's it's a raccoon. It's got two tails. It's got a mouth and eyes in it. And everything. <laughs> That's <Dude>. awesome. <laughs> people people look at him like he's crazy, but. 
Uh, he made one for the the team equipment staff last year, so they've got one in there. And that's awesome. And we need one so, for the wall in here. Oh, we would back put it up the, in the or wall. Or Dylan could wear it like a double raccoon hey, tail. Hey, Dilly Crockett, let's go. Ooh, go. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty sweet, man. He uh, he loves doing it and gets enjoyment out of it for sure. That's so cool. Does he have a business, or is this something that he does like kind of on the side? Oh, uh, he's actually starting to to make it into a business. You know, he's usually just done it friends and family, and you know he'll get you know a friend's brother or something. They'll they'll bring his, but now he's actually uh, you know now he's kind of I don't know, wouldn't call it retired, but that's uh, you know what he's doing now is is kind of full time taxidermy. So he's starting to get it rolling. You need, cool. a, you need to plug his business in case anybody in Ohio is needing some taxidermy. I know, I know. Um, okay, so one of the last few questions I have for you is um, I'm very curious as to what your kind of day-to-day or week schedule looks like for football. How full is it? <clears throat> you get the long version, I guess. Um, <laughs> So we just played Sunday, um, got back in last night, I don't know, nine o'clock. Yeah. Sunday night after the game, we fly in Monday, um, wake up. We have like a lift in the mornings. Uh, and then we have our meetings. And I think we were there till four last night. Um, today, Tuesdays are off day. We go in, do like recovery tub and, um, you know, treatment, take care of your body, that kind of thing. And Wednesday is our longest day. So we get we get in, get a lift. Then we have meetings all morning till, I don't know, 11. And then we do a walkthrough, eat lunch, hour break. And then we practice um, usually about an hour, 45, hour 50. And then we'll watch the tape, you know, that night. So it's, you know, basically seven to five usually on Wednesdays. And then Thursdays are hardest since our padded practice um you know we'll meet in the mornings walk through practice i think we're done at three four o'clock usually on thursdays and then friday we'll come in um lift again do you know fast kind of walk through tempo practice on friday go over everything um usually done by one one or two on fridays and then saturday we'll uh We'll have walkthroughs in the morning, meetings, go over everything. Um, we'll get a break if we're not traveling. And then we'll go to the hotel at usually like 7.15. We'll have meetings on Saturdays, go over everything, do rush, you know, cut-ups on guys and reports and then team meeting. And, and then we play the games on Sundays. So it's a, it's a pretty full week. <laughs> if, um, it's, it's not a bye week or, a, you know, Thursday night game. So it's, it's a long week. Um, have you ever calculated how many hours you put into football each week? Like, are you doing heavily over 40 hours a week? No, I, it says 40 on the, uh, on our, <laughs> <laughs> on our work, on our work slip. He said, I'm not getting in any trouble right now. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, I, I mean, it's, it's countless. Um, and then when you come home, it's watching film and, and all that. So it's after hours and everything, but you know, you get, 17 guaranteed weeks of, of playing. So, um, you know, I don't think the hours really matter. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where, you know, you find hunting, keeping you yourself balanced. I know you said that earlier, Carson, it gives you, it kind of refreshes you and resets you and lets you know, okay, this is what I enjoy. It helps me. It's nothing that I'm paying, you know, getting paid to do. And it helps me find your center. I think is what you said. And, you know, I don't know that, um, from yet. the hunt yet, yet, that is true. Over the summer, I got my hunter's ed, so I'm I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. Um, Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, you know, I do art and stuff like that, and so I do find that same center, mm-hmm. I think, and it's important to have that. I mean, I know that there's probably you have teammates; they have different ways of finding balance, you know, where whatever that may be, and so hunting is your center, and so it's a good thing that you found California waterfowl and and these guys to be able to help, you know, that process, because as you just explained, your, your day-to-day and work week can be very tough and very heavy. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's a long time. And, 
you know, you put so much into it and devotion into, into football and, you know, um, I wouldn't say sour, but a very, you know, you get angry sometimes and, and you lose yourself a little bit. Um, you get in that routine of playing football every week and every day and, you know, it takes a lot of time. And then if you can get a refresh button, you know, whether it's going out and, and hunting or trap shooting or, or whatever it is, as long as it's some sort of, you know, hunting's mine is, is my place to, to go and relax and, and kind of calm down. And I'm a lot happier person. Same with me. It's, it's definitely a reset button. Yeah, man. That was, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun and interesting, you know, in, in terms of a, let's say a watcher of football, you know, to kind of see the, the other side of things, you know, People probably, oh man, I wish I was in the NFL. And some people probably wish they had kind of our jobs, but no one sees really the back end of things. Um, so it's kind of interesting to kind of see your your day to day leading up. You know, it's very seasonal, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine what you guys are going through as athletes and preparing your body and mentally for a game. And I'm sure you guys are probably thinking about, you know, Oh, I'd love to be duck hunting right now. And there's probably like <laughs> duck hunters that are like, man, it'd be so awesome to go play and, and you know, be in the Coliseum or whatever and like see all the people. But um, no, it's cool. I mean, I, I've told people a lot of times, like, no matter person is a millionaire or, you know, works minimum wage somewhere, you know, hunting is a unifier, you know, and, and everyone mm-hmm. has a common bond if they hunt. So just talking to you, I mean, you're just another hunter, man. And uh, it was just fun kind of chit chatting with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been great, man. I mean, the more people that, that you meet and then I meet out here that, you know, think the same and, and have the same passion for the outdoors and, and the love of duck hunting, it just, you know, reassures me that, yeah, it's San Jose and all that, but there's still, yeah. you know, that base of, of, uh, you know, relationships that, um, we all think alike and, and I can find, you know, that outlet you know, wherever, you know, we're all, we're all people, we're all humans, we're all duck hunters. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is, is that connections out there. Yeah. And like Jeff said, we appreciate you coming on and we'll try to, um, I'll text you. We'll try to get that pig (laughs) hunt going before duck season starts. We'll get you out there and see if we can wrangle one up. Oh yeah. We'll get on them. All right. All right. (laughs) Bring home the bacon. Well, thank you Colton for being on save it for the blind podcast. We look forward to getting you, a pig soon, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Colton. Appreciate All right, it. Thank you, Colton. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Colton. You guys. Thank you for watching this Save It for the Blind podcast. If you liked this episode, please like and subscribe for more.